Hello and welcome to our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, with Audrey Zetoun, divorce coach based in London, and myself, Sarah-Jane Taster, French family lawyer practicing in international law in England and Hong Kong. In our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, we will be bringing you hope, positivity, as well as practical information about divorce and well-being, food for thoughts, and hopefully, support to help you move forward at each and every step of the divorce process. If you would like to know more about what we do when we're not doing this podcast, you can go to our websites, pasterfamilylaw.co.uk and audreyzcoaching.com. Back to today's topic. Today, we are talking about the difficult decision of where to settle after a divorce or separation. We may be misled into thinking that this subject is specific to those who live abroad. Are we going to stay or leave the country we moved to as a family? However, we can easily draw a parallel with a divorce in the UK or in France. When you divorce, you want to start from scratch in your region or in your country, or get closer to your family or your loved ones to have more support. As you will see in this episode, this question affects everyone. It will be more or less easy to put into place depending on whether you have children, a job, responsibilities in the place you want to leave. Your heart will dictate a direction which cannot easily be obtained through legal means. It will always be preferable to agree with the other when you have children because the interest of the children must also be taken into account. So Audrey, once more, is on hand to help us see things more clearly. I include myself in that because it is up to us, the lawyers, to assist the clients once the decision to leave has been taken. Most of the time, we have to prepare files for the judge with a client who hesitates, changes his mind, wonders if he, she is making the right decision, is afraid of the consequences, and above all, is not in the right emotional state to make such a decision. So I'm delighted to be able to t- ask lots of questions to Audrey today. Audrey, are you ready? I'm trying to be, Sarah-Jane. Thank you so much. Yes, it's a great topic, as you said, and it's such an important topic. Yes, uh, really happy- that we encounter every day, don't we, Audrey? That's why we decided to do this episode. Let's dive straight in. Audrey, how do we make such an important decision and be sure to make the right one? We're starting very, uh, <laughs> with a very hard question. I think first is to tell yourself it's normal to ask yourself, you know, that those questions. It's normal to say, am I, you know, supposed to move? Am I supposed to stay? What am I supposed to do now that we're not in a relationship, in a marriage? So whether you have children or not, I think this question is normal and it's not an easy question. I think it's important to stay centered in the present, first of all, and to really simplify yourself the most you can in that thinking of what elements do you have now, you know, that will help you decide and not what could be happening in the future. You know, the what if, what if my children don't like it? What if I don't find a job? I think it's important to really rely on what you know now. That's, that's really the first point. Also, we tend to really put a lot of pressure on ourselves. You know, already the emotions, we are all over the place when we get getting divorced. Uh, so it's really hard to stay calm and be centered. But on top of that, we are blaming ourselves for maybe the fate of the relationship, whether you decided to leave or, or not, and also to maybe make decisions that will impact your family. So really 
be, be kind to yourself, stay calm and say that there is no good or bad decision. Is a decision you're going to make now is from what you know, it's what you know now and only that. And that maybe help you be more calm and be more um, kinder with yourself. I think. So I think I think we need to, um, from the start, state that there are different kind of situation that we encounter. You will have the case. I mean, I think the one that I encounter the most is situation where the couple lives abroad, for instance, most of the time Hong Kong or, or England, and they have children and they decide to separate. So where are they going to live? How to take that, make that decision? And the other situation is a couple who has no children and who doesn't have to, let's say, somebody in the later years, a later divorce, where they don't feel happy where they are and want to move, but are not quite sure about moving. So these are those two situations that are very difficult. But sometimes you may think that's what we were discussing. You may think that when you have no children and no obligation in a certain area, it's easier to move. But it's different kind of difficulties, isn't it, Audrey? Yes, totally different kind. And you, I think you pointed out really well the two the situations. Hopefully, we're going to explore these two uh, separately. But yeah, when you don't have kids, there are also a lot of implications. You know, it's a change of life still. So there is a lot, uh, you know, to take in, to decide. And it's not easy, definitely. So so what, what are the tips or how would you work with somebody that comes to you uh, later on in life and is completely blindsided by a divorce or not, you know, or it's a decision they made together, but who doesn't know what to do, where to go. Yes. And that's what we see a lot, isn't it? There's no, there are very, very different cases, but in that scenario, I would say if you've been married a long time, maybe you forgot yourself in that marriage, in that relationship. And I think the most important thing now is to get to know yourself again. Who, who am I now that I am single again? You know, I'm not in a marriage. I don't have to make so much compromise, especially if there are no children involved or they are a bit older. What are my strengths? What are my values? Uh, what do I really want now? What have I put aside for so long that I never did, never done? What is it that I want the most? And, and how do I feel about the place I'm living in at the moment? Is it just a matter of rebuilding a life there and, you know, maybe making effort to expand your circle, you know, friendship, network, work, etc. Or is it that really your heart is somewhere else? So it's not so much about logical and about lists and columns. I think it's it's, it's really more about, the, about your, where your heart is and your intuition, I think, uh, could help you decide more than um, pragmatic and practical uh, aspects. And what about the other situation that is very difficult to sort out when you have to relocate or you want to relocate. Of course, the ideal situation is, and we see it, we do see it sometimes when both parents agree that the relocation is the best option for one of the parents with the children. What is, I think a lot of our listeners will be interested in the situation where there is no agreement between the parents and they, they have to go to court and they don't know when the decision will be made. How do you deal with that? I know there are a lot of different things in my question, but can you help us with that, Audrey? 
So yes, so exploring the decision where you want to leave the country, your ex doesn't agree and you're waiting for the court decision. Uh, in that decision, I think it's important to manage your emotion, not be controlled by them. It's important, of course, you're going to feel maybe fear, sadness, anger, all sorts of emotions because you, you are not where you want to be. You need uh, to arm yourself with patience. So I think that's a time where it's important to, again, understand where is your control. Now I'm waiting on someone else to decide. And that's so frustrating. So what can I control now? What, how can I make the most of what I've got now? Without blaming, without you know, feeling guilty about making that decision. And what needs to happen now? So at least I feel a bit more at peace, a bit more happy in this country I'm, I'm in at the moment. If you have to wait for a long time, it could be living in that country as if you were going to stay in a way that how to rebuild relationship, how to build, rebuild friendship, network again. I think that's so important, the connection. In what I see in my coaching is that that's the lack of connection often that makes us unhappy somewhere, especially somewhere new where the language is foreign, etc. So I think maybe just little steps in rebuilding a little social network around you during that time where you are stuck in that, you know, in that country. I think that that would, would help a lot. You need to turn things into positives, I guess, even though it's very difficult and you're, you're frustrated and scared. But I mean, you have to see it the way I try to explain to my client, thanks to you, is, well, at best, it's only until the judge makes a decision. And at worst, <laughs> it's for a longer time. But at least you, because you started to get better, to, to like the place where you, you're living, once the judge reaches his decision, you know, you're happy to stay. Mm. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. We can't yeah. deny the suffering. And, and if your family is very far away and you, exactly. know, you can't take your kids and it's awful. I think that's when you need to start thinking, okay, I don't want to be the victim of this situation. Yes, the marriage was where it was. Maybe my ex-partner, maybe he was blackmailing me. Maybe he was abusive. Maybe he was narcissist. Whatever it is, it's about now. I don't want to be the victim of that situation. I want to start being controlled and take charge of what decision can I make? What little steps can I make? And I'm not talking about a huge, huge thing, but it could be just in your street you live in. You know, what can you, can you make an impact? Can you start doing things differently or create a group at the school, you know, with moms or so that you feel good? Because if you have a circle of connection around you, I think that's, and of course a good job, but I mean, is how can I recreate that? What would I have done in my country that I can do where I am now in a way? How can I rebuild my life? Maybe it's my confidence. Maybe it's my self-esteem because it's been shattered for, for many years. And then little by little, I can recreate something acceptable and then hopefully enjoyable it's it's just a process isn't it it's not going to be tomorrow i wake up and i'm happy it takes time to rebuild i think first rebuild from the relationship breakdown and then start saying okay what can i do today what can i do now that i couldn't do before i think what's important in what you're saying is that you need to be proactive you can't as we see it often you can't place yourself as a victim of the situation. We all know it's difficult, it's hard, you know, it's undeniable that it is a very difficult situation. But if you don't do a minimum to try and change things, things, you know, are going are not going to change by themselves. So that's why this episode is a very good illustration of how you, Audrey, or you know, divorce coaches can help uh, people having to make those decisions 
see the positive out of a decision when it's very difficult to do so. Yeah, when a decision is imposed to us, it's yeah. work on yourself because we all react differently to a situation. And maybe it's about seeing from another perspective, detach yourself from what's what's happening now uh, as the victim. At what, how else can you see the situation? What's in your power? It's about regaining that power and feeling in control because we feel so <laughs> useless, powerless. powerless. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and there are ways. There are ways to do it. I really want to to say that in in the podcast that there there are and ways. It's, and it's difficult to do it alone. So you have to get help. Another question that I have on that situation is whether you agree or not with your ex partner when you relocate with the children. I always take this example of Hong Kong, where life is easy you have swimming pools you have friends you do barbecues you go to the beach and suddenly you have to go back to rainy england or or france and you're stuck in a flat and it's not as you know fun for children how do you live with the guilt when children say i don't want to go you're ruining my life (laughs) um how many times we've heard that is there a way to feel less guilty about What's happening? I think you touched upon uh, something we all uh, experience is the guilt, especially, you know, with the children. We always feel guilty. We, you know, ruin the relationship. We broke down or the relationship broke down and they won't have a family and all the things we can tell ourselves and that are not useful in the end. I really work on the guilt with my clients. I think that's the core of things because you are the adult, you know what you need to do. And if this decision is to go back to France, then... I think to remove that guilt or the blame, because you could be on the other side, you could be the one staying back in Hong Kong, for example, and, and blaming the other. <laughs> I think that in both cases, first is to say there isn't going to be an ideal situation. Yeah. Family breaks up and breaks down. We are both going to work out the best we can for each of us. And sometimes, yeah, the, the interests are not the same. So it's about accepting that there isn't going to be an ideal, perfect breakup sometimes it happens and you know we celebrate them but it's you know they are when we are expatriated it's quite difficult and second it's about making the decision together so in front of the children when you can and i know there are always conflict and we'll talk about that but have a front a united front to say we have made the decision that mommy or daddy is going to live in france and you me i'm going to stay here because that's so important for the children to feel that there is a united front and it's reassurance for them that their parents know what they're doing. So yeah, they're going to moan, <laughs> they're not going to be happy, but at the end of the day, that they're taken care of. And I think that's what matters. And it takes a long time to settle somewhere. I mean, you know, as adults, it can take a couple of years. And if we moved around, you you know, you always take a couple of years to build a network, friends, etc. So for the kids, I think it happens much faster than for adults, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the age, really. But on the age, but yeah, yeah. Eventually, and everything is a strength, you know. It's it's a mm. you're teaching them something, you know. You're teaching them to adapt, to renew themselves, reinvent themselves. So every experience can be used uh, as as a skill, as a, as a strength in the future. That's very interesting because it's really something that most of our clients go through the guilt. So thank you for, and I think... It's terrible. That's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important also to say that we're talking about the issue of knowing where to go and making the right decision. But it's okay if you're happy to stay where you are 
<laughs> isn't it audrey there's no you know uh rebuilding yourself after a divorce doesn't have to involve moving away you can stay we see it often also people who just stay in the same street or same you know town they can have the kids you know on a, an equal sharing basis yeah. but you know Every situation is different, of course. And if we've decided to talk about moving, it's because it does happen a lot. And people are not always happy with the decision they're making because of sometimes, I don't know if you agree with me, Audrey, but because of what people are saying or afraid of what people will say, the pressure of society, things like that. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to what you said. I think the decision is difficult, whether you decide to stay or, or leave the country. And sometimes the decision, if it doesn't impose yourself to you, maybe it means it's not the right time to decide. Maybe I need to do something else, ask myself different questions uh, and take the problem differently. And maybe talk, we talk about values, we talk about needs, but also where do, should I focus myself on? Is it my well-being, my, my career, or is it the children? And focus on maybe one thing and then there's a work to be done and then the decision will impose yourself i think sometimes it's not good to to force a decision i need to decide before i do anything else well if it's not working then okay let's take the problem differently let's focus on other things and then the decision will impose to you will will reveal itself so be kind to yourself it might not be just the first thing you're gonna decide you're gonna do Uh, because you don't know and try to simplify your life as much as possible so in the case you decide to stay I think it's a I mean that's what I chose when I divorced uh, all these years ago I decided to stay in the UK and as you said if it's doable for you if you feel like well you can have a job you can you know you've got your social network etc then it's a good point to simplify your life I think I chose that to make things very simple for my ex-husband my kids and myself and that's what I base my decision on but you can base a decision on something else. Uh, I think for me it was that, that to minimize the, the changes, but because I could as well. I had a job here, et cetera. So it could be different from the Hong Kong, France situation. But it's totally understandable and acceptable, of course, to stay and stay on the same street, maybe. Why not if you, if you get along and, and you're happy? I, I think it's important to show that those situations we're talking about, we encounter them on a daily basis with our clients there's not the same solution for everyone it's really on you know depending on every person couple's situation whether you make the decision whether the decision is imposed to you by somebody else whether you come to an agreement with your partner ex-partner or you do not come to an agreement and you have to make the decision help can be sought with a divorce coach. This is really important to note. You, I don't see how you can do it alone, how you can be able to take a step back alone and say, you know, when you realize you're stuck in a country for the foreseeable future, you're not happy there. How can you see things on the bright side without somebody helping you? And I think Audrey will agree with me. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> because basically, like we were saying, This decision to stay or to leave physically, geographically, and not merely the couple, is one that you encounter from the beginning when the decision Mm. is made. And that's the first thing people think about, isn't it? Should I stay? Should I leave? Are we going to change the house, sell the house? Am I going to have enough money to to stay in the house? Will I have to downgrade? 
if I can't downgrade, do I have to move away from what uh, we see that a lot in London, don't we? People can't afford to stay in London and have to move further away. So if we're mo moving further away, why don't we move back to France then? Because if the children have to change schools. Exactly. You know, so it's something it's a that... Circle, yeah, you know, it's a vicious circle. Ah, I have to pre focus on the school. Ah, but if I focus on the school, I need to change the house. And if I change the house, I can't afford. It's a vicious circle. And I think that's why sometimes I said the logistic, the, the rationalization of the decision maybe should be put aside and really focus more on uh, your intuition, your heart, and let go of your ego as well. All of the noise around, really, and go back to the essential. What do you want most in your life? What do you want to emphasis? Is it quality of life? Is it good education? Is it your work? Maybe your career is so important to you. And your child, your children will, will admire you for that, you know? So maybe just one little thing and then let go of all the high expectations where you have to tick all the boxes and, and succeed in everything. Because there's, there's no right and wrong decision, as, as we said at the start, isn't it? And once you can focus on, okay, let's move to France so we, have a, we can afford two houses. Oh, but what about the international school? And what about, there will always be something that, oh no, then we can't go to France. So it's about really thinking, okay, I'm going to stop this noise, you know, and recenter. Where do I see myself? Where is my life? What should I, you know, what do I really want? Uh, because there's no right and wrong decision. You can choose the house or you can choose the school. But at the end of the day, in the scheme of things, you know, 10 years later, uh, I don't know how it can impact your life, but what you choose to do and where you choose to live, you know, for what you believe in, uh, what is good for you, then it will have an impact 10 years later. Maybe I'm wrong, but that I feel that like we have to see for each client is different. And for yeah, each person, sure. I would maybe rationalize or I would use the heart, you know? We yeah, exactly. Have. Exactly. You have yeah. to, yeah, to adapt to the person you've got in front of you. All I know is that if I have to work with a client to help them move back to France, for instance, if they're not happy with the decision, if they're not fully on board with the decision, Without your help, it's going to be difficult to work well and efficiently because, you know, if you're supposed to find a job, if you're supposed to find, you know, a place to live, it's very difficult. But if you're not fully on board, you know, you'll always find excuses. So it's and financially. Because yeah. then to, to, for the financial settlement, shouldn't you know how much you're going to need and where? And there's a lot of uh, viables. Yes. Yes. Audrey today has given us tips uh, on how to deal with certain situation. There's no solution as such. There's not right or wrong, as you said. Um, the idea is just to be at peace with the decision you're making at the time you're making it, yeah. knowing that it can evolve, uh, the situation can evolve, you can change I know it's like you were saying, it's difficult to change your mind. But for instance, in cases when you don't have children, you can change your mind and move. Sorry, I interrupt because yeah. it comes to me that maybe it's not the right time to make that decision. Exactly. Maybe it's best to stay put where you are for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and there's no blame in that. There's no guilt, you know, say that's the way it is. And then maybe, as I said, the decision will reveal itself to yeah. you your, with your ex in the future. Something, why didn't we think of that? Or why, you know, sometimes you have other options that, you know, come later on. What I want to say to finish is just if you have difficulty, you know, when you even when you make the decision or you've just learned that your a partner or husband wants a wife want to divorce, separate, it's a good thing to go and see a divorce coach. 
just to help on, you know, to see things clearer. Sometimes even before you go and see a lawyer sometimes, because if you are too overwhelmed because of that, you may not understand what the lawyer is telling you. So usually try and do the same thing. I would start with, you know, having an appointment with a divorce lawyer who can give you hope <laughs> on, you know, how to deal with things in the future and then go and see your lawyer to see what your legal options are and then just start working with the two of them. Yes. So that would be my final word for today. I don't know if you have anything else to add, Audrey. No, thank you, Sarah Jane. I think indeed, if you're thinking of seeing a coach or if you're thinking of reaching out for help, the earlier, the better. It doesn't mean we can't work after, of course. There's, we can always work, but it's good at the start to start, you know, the denial, the anger, all the emotions you get when you're getting divorced. The frustration. <laughs> frustration plus decisions. It's a lot to deal with. So having someone there just to ground you, to calm you, to have that space where you can explore your options. Uh, just that is, uh, I think, is, is invaluable. Well, thank you very much, Audrey, for your input. Thank um, you, Jane. <laughs> always very valuable. <laughs> and uh, speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you have found this podcast useful, please share, like, and comment hashtag divorce and help spread the information around you if you think it may be useful to others. If you would like us to deal with one issue in particular, or if you would like to participate to our podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram by searching Audrey Zetoun or Sarah Jane Taster. It would be great to hear from you. See you soon for another episode of Hashtag Divorce.